The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Mastercard. The Eason Book Club on the Pat Kenny Show, sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. Now, as you probably have been hearing, for this month's Eason Book Club, we're doing things a little differently and choosing three books. Uh, The December Books of the Month were chosen by each of our panellists. So the first one, The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne, was chosen by Brian Kennedy. Uh, When Light is Like Water by Molly McCloskey was chosen by Mary O'Rourke. And Smile by Roddy Doyle was chosen by Catherine Lynch. Good morning and welcome, guys. Good morning. Morning. And a very happy happy Christmas Christmas to you all. Now, um, did you all enjoy your books? Oh, oh. yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, 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 and more yes. Oh, yes, oh. yes. All right. Well, we'll start with you, Brian, okay. because uh, John Boyne's book is a big fat book, which I've read yes, and I have man. finished. You're savouring it I'm and saving, saving it. it. I, well, also, I've been promoting well, a Christmas record, as you know. But yeah, it's over except Mary's not too happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> as a teacher, you I'm delighted that you're unhappy with me. This is the kind of book, actually, that you want to savour. I mean, there was a point when I'd finish chapters and think okay I won't read that again now for another few days I want to savour what I've just read yeah, you know yeah. what I just read it was so beautifully written I thought I want to think about that and then I thought no I won't read it until I've got tomorrow night off mm-hmm. and things like that so it's the kind of book that I, I haven't done this for a long time where I actually was pacing myself to just think oh I'm really looking forward to the next part of the story but it opens beautifully can I just read you the first sure. little part of the opening this is called The Good People of Goleen right little paragraph it goes long before we discovered that he had fathered two children by two different women one in League and one in Clonakilty, Father James Monroe stood on the altar of the Church of Our Lady, Star of the Sea, in the parish of Gullin, West Cork, and denounced my mother as a whore. <laughs> it's That's a brilliant starts. opening. Oh, brilliant. What, what a great a brilliant opening. opening. Wow. <laughs> so from there, you're like, oh my God, what happens next? You know? I, I have to say, it's one of my favourite books of the year. Me Absolutely. Uh, it, it's a terrific yeah. book. John Boyne's um, storytelling skills are, yeah. are at their best. Our second I have a gift token now, a book gift token. Yes. And I'll go buy that one. It is oh, sure, absolutely you can borrow Brian. No, no, Brian, t- tell us it. a little yeah. bit oh, yeah, more about the <laughs> protagonists in the book. <laughs> well, I mean, as we say, she, here we have, you know, this young girl finds herself pregnant, you know, very 16 years old in, in a wee remote village west of Cork. Hello, Mary O'Rourke. Hello, we're on the radio. We're on the radio and it's like... We're just having a little chat. We haven't seen each other. Okay, Brian, carry on. (laughs) So, our protagonist, uh, you know, she's called Catherine. Of course. God, honestly, I'm outnumbered by two hilarious women. Uh, (laughs) Catherine Goggin, newly pregnant. Boggin. Yes, exactly. Cast out by the family and the church. She's on a bus to Dublin to start a brand new life. She meets a guy there who helps her get settled in Dublin. And then she decides to go for a job in the tea room of the Dal, of all places. You know, and that really. Yes, the Dal. And Charlie Hockey is, uh, he makes a. Uh, an appearance at yeah. yeah. and later on Brendan Bean <laughs> makes an appearance too yeah. uh, and N- Nelson's Pillar yeah. is also featured anyway exactly it is just such a great yeah. narrative yes it's a it's also the parallel character of uh, a gay yes. young boy yes. who slowly Sarah realizes is the, is the child that comes into the world quickly adopted by quite a well-to-do couple you know Dartmouth uh, Square and she's Maud Avery is a fabulous novelist chain-smoking novelist and Charles is a kind of you know a, a naughty boy solicitor guy who's riding loads of people and spending far too much money so um, we just it, it's amazing how he this little boy is basically the, the the most adult of anybody in the house and grows up like that so we chart his life as he gets older and older oh. Now uh, what about your book well, Catherine? Well my book was Smile and I went into the gorgeous gutter bookshop and uh, 
uh, I John Boyne's lovely sister uh, works there uh-huh. and I said um, we had a little fight over uh, John Boyne who wants to read it and I said but I didn't have to fight because I wanted to read Roddy and yeah. John Boyne obviously loves Roddy as well because she said yeah. well John loves Roddy so that's my little story anyway but <laughs> I love this this uh, book is uh, it's about Victor who is he's just moved into a new apartment and he's new like he's a bachelor so we think and um, it's all about he it's it's very characteristic again as Roddy Doyle always is and it's a not a funny book it's a very very uh, sad and book it's called Smile it's called Smile and the reason mm. it's called Smile is that a Christian brother says to him as a young boy um, I cannot resist your smile so um, oh, in this okay. in this day and age I'm beginning to detect a, t- a theme yeah. here there in is these a two theme books and yeah, it's, it's, yeah there is a similar theme it's uh, about how uh, brutal the Christian brothers have mm. uh, were to young boys yeah. um, so it's like the Charlie Chaplin song Smile Though Your Heart Is Breaking yeah exactly but now yeah. again endings I guarantee you that this ending is probably better than John Boyne's ending oh well um, this we'll ending see. is the most spectacular ending of a book I've ever come across and some people who are real fans of Roddy Doyle might be struggling in the beginning if they jo- want to see more comedy because there isn't comedy in it but there's lots of there's lots of wit and there's and life and, but yeah. the, it's typical Roddy Doyle it's classy he's never a snob he's unique and I just think that he's for Christmas he's one of those writers that you feel at home with mm-hmm. you you know yeah. he's he's um, such a body of work this is more like the woman who walks into doors yeah, right. than it is anything yeah. else but it's absolutely I, I was actually wanted a little bit more um, comedy Roddy Doyle but I got more than that so yeah. read it So you really enjoyed really your enjoyed book it, and yeah. recommend it thoroughly yeah. Now when light is like water what about that Mary oh, O'Rourke? It's just lovely an American called yeah. Alice comes to Ireland she's a sort of a journalist come bar tender and all that and she goes all around Ireland on her backpack and then she settles in Sligo and the descriptions of I, which I know well Sligo yes. of Sligo and the county and the Atlantic and Ben Bulban mm-hmm. and the pubs all of that are gorgeous she falls for an Irish man called Eddie and she marries him very quickly like very quickly and they seem to be in love and they get on well and they have sexual love and it's beautifully portrayed but it's kind of lightsome you know she falls for another guy whom she had met a couple of months earlier called Cauley C-A-U-L-E-Y and Cauley's a lovely story and she falls from hook, line, and she falls from sexual, and she cannot contain herself. She just cannot sex, Mary, contain herself. This again. But it's beautifully <laughs> portrayed. It's not sleazy, yeah, and yeah. it's not dirty. It's kind of lightsome. Um, yeah. One of the reviews I read, because I haven't had a chance to read the book yet, is about how the author captures that obsession that comes with, Love, you know, sexu- the, the, the sexual the, desire for the something. The infatuation. Yes. She's quite happy with Eddie until she meets Corley. Yeah. And then from then on, the obsession. She travels to Dublin and they meet and they hold up for three days in an apartment. Chemistry, you see. Oh, yeah. What huge chemistry. Yeah. Huge chemistry. Mm. And Eddie is languishing away back home in Sligo. Yeah. Knows all about it. And all their friends know about it. And she blissfully thinks nobody knows about it. But, <laughs> but of course they let's, do. Let's not forget, Alice is an American, isn't she? Oh, she's I mean, an American. Yeah. Oh, yes, my I know. Those Clueless. Americans. <laughs> yes, yes. But they, 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 Ross's Point and the Strand Hill and 
the yeah. beaches. It's Strandale. all beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Go into Leitrim at all? <laughs> no, it doesn't go into Leitrim. No, it does not. But oh. I think anyone that wants a good meaty kind of a read yeah. but on a lovely level yeah. on a level that you will enjoy without feeling kind of caught into it too much yeah. Yeah. I would I would um, support When Light Is Like Water by Molly McCluskey oh, go out good. and buy it Very good. it's a gorgeous read so our three books The Hearts Invisible Furies by John Boyne recommended absolutely by Brian Kennedy oh, When Light Is Like Water recommended totally by uh, Mary O'Rourke and Smile by Roddy Doyle uh, enthusiastically endorsed <laughs> by Catherine Lynch. <laughs> now, usual. I want to give you the list of uh, books for January. Now, okay. these oh. are very interesting books, and uh, it's Brian. 2018? Yes. Oh, 2018. my. Oh, uh, my. Oh, my. How time flies. Uh, Brian hey guys, is going to choose the book. We still have our job, first. by the way. We're yeah. still here. The book club unites. <laughs> um, so, here are the books. Okay. Uh, the first one The Tattooist of Auschwitz by oh, Heather oh, Morris. Yeah, that would be very grim. That would be very grim. Well, this is about a fellow called Lale Sokolov, well dressed, a charmer, a ladies' man. He's also a Jew on the first transport from Slovakia to Auschwitz in 1942. (coughs) He immediately stands out to his fellow prisoners in the camp. He's looked up to, he's looked out for, and he's put to work in a privileged position of the tattooist who marks his fellow prisoners forever. Um, But one of them is a young woman called Gita who steals his heart at first glance and his life is given a new purpose. Lale does his best through the struggle and suffering to use his position for good. That's the first one. I like that. The second one, On the Bright Side by Hendrik Grun. Uh, He dreams of escaping the confines of his care home and practising hairpin turns on his mobility scooter. (laughs) Inspired by his fellow members of the recently formed Old But Not Dead Club, he vows to put down his custard cream and commit (laughs) to a spot of octogenarian anarchy. But the care home's director won't stand for his drunken bar crawls, his illicit fireworks and geriatric romance. Uh, On her watch, she won't have it. Uh, the old but not dead club must stick together uh, if they're not uh, to go gently into that good night. Uh, things turn out already. more seriously, though, <laughs> oh. uh, when rumours surface that the home is set for demolition. Oh. And what are oh, they going to do about it? Okay. The next one is A Long Way From Home by Peter Carey. Uh, Irene Bobbs loves fast driving. Her husband is the best car salesman in Western Victoria in Australia. Together they enter the Red X trial, a brutal race around the ancient continent over roads that no car will ever quite survive. Uh, with them is their lanky fair-haired navigator, Willie Bachhuber, a <laughs> quiz show champion and failed school teacher whose job it is to call out the turns, the grids, the creek crossings uh, on a map that will finally remove them without warning from the lily-white Australia that they know so well. Aww. And the last one, these are very eclectic, yeah, I have to say, do. these books. Yeah. Imogen Hermes Goa wrote this, The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock. One September evening in 1785, the merchant Jonah Hancock hears urgent knocking on his front door. One of his captains is waiting eagerly on the step. He has sold Jonah's ship for what appears to be a mermaid. As gossip spreads throughout the docks, the coffee shops, the parlours and the brothels, everyone wants to see Mr. Hancock's marvel. Its arrival spins him out of his ordinary existence and through the doors of high society. At an opulent party he makes the acquaintance of Angelica Neal, the most desirable woman he's ever laid eyes on, and a courtesan of great accomplishment. 
What exactly does that mean, I wonder? Mm-hmm. A courtesan of great, great accomplishment. accomplishment. Mm. She's well, good she, at her job. Anyway, the lash. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> you've lot. got a tough choice. And she was a <laughs> A tough choice. So, I do. Uh, I hope that you uh, select something that's going to entertain us all yeah. in uh, January. <laughs> so, uh, with, uh, with that, I'll say uh, a big thank you to Catherine Lynch, to Mary York, and to Brian Kennedy, and wish you all a very happy Christmas. And we would like to say the same to you. Yeah. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month.